Welcome back, Sword and Spirit Fire listeners. What is the purpose of the presence of God? What is the purpose? We talk about building a holy habitation for His presence, not quenching the Holy Spirit, not locking Him out. We don't want our homes, our churches, our cities to be marked as Ichabod's where the glory has departed. We want the glory of God. We want to be able to live in the glory realms of God. His manifested presence, His glory. That glory means the essence of who God is. There are different levels depending on how, how strongly the manifestation of His presence rests in a person's life or in their home or even in a church building. There can be an abiding presence, a dwelling where He literally dwells there. And the way that we sense his manifested presence can come in all different forms, all different ways, but some are heavier than others. So when we talk about what is the purpose of his presence, one of the bit, one of the main purposes for the presence of God and that we want his presence to rest in our life is so that his word is fulfilled. So that that which he has spoken in our personal lives and our corporate lives, what he's spoken in his written word and what he has spoken to us in the secret place through his still small voice or through prophecies or dreams or visions so that that word is fulfilled so that it's brought to fruition so that we see his promises come to manifestation in our life. The presence of God is really the person of God. It's who he is, his presence. Like if I walked in your room, you would sense my presence. When Jesus walks in your room, you're going to sense his presence or his spirit, the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of Jesus Christ. When his presence is in your home or in your church, you're going to sense his presence somehow. You're going to discern it. You may see you may see him do something, the fruit of him doing something without actually seeing him with his, with your natural eyes. For example, you could see somebody get healed. You could see somebody get set free. You could see somebody go into praise or go into worship. So you can see the fruit of his presence being there without actually seeing him with your natural eye. His, the, his presence in the atmosphere creates an environment. His presence, the presence of the Lord in a specific atmosphere creates an environment, an environment that's ripe for promises to be fulfilled, an environment that is ripe, it's ready, it's conducive for him to be able to manifest in healings and signs and wonders, for promises to be brought to pass, to come to manifestation, for prayer requests and petitions to be answered, for miracles to occur, for signs and wonders to occur, for prophecies to be fulfilled, for dreams and visions to come true, for blessing to be uh, literally manifested upon someone's life. This all comes out of his presence. So I'm sure you've probably heard the phrase practicing his presence. The way that we practice the presence of the Lord is that we make room for it. We make it a priority and we make room for practicing his presence. We make room, we build him a habitation in our life that makes room for his presence to rest. And the purpose of this is so that his word is fulfilled. So that he has a place where he is comfortable. He's not quenched. He's able to have liberty. He's able to move freely. There's nothing that's going to squander his holiness. So to the best of our ability, we remove sin. We remove iniquity through the cleansing of the blood of Jesus and through our transformation and our sanctification. We remove these things from our life. 
So if we're talking about wanting his presence to rest in our home, for example, we wouldn't want to have horror flicks playing on our television or uh, music with uh, profanity booming in the background playing in our environment because we want to build an environment where he who is holy wants to dwell and abide there. So the opposite end, we would want to play worship music. We would want to have the word of God speaking and playing in that place. We would want to not allow strife and contention, but rather on purpose, build an environment and atmosphere of love and unity and atmosphere full of thanksgiving and gratitude. So it's really just a matter of priority and, and being aware of what is his nature like and what does he like? What does he prefer? What is going to make him feel welcome to rest and to abide in our atmosphere? Because once we build him an atmosphere and we begin to welcome his presence, as we welcome his presence, we begin to petition him to come and rest in our home, come and rest on our life, come and build his habitation, his abiding place, his dwelling place in our life. In other words, we become his abode. We become the vessel in which he gets to lay his head. He gets to rest. I always say, I want to live a life that the Holy Spirit can ride on. I literally want to be a vehicle that the Holy Spirit can ride on. That literally he's able to have free reign. If he wants to move, if he wants to express a certain emotion, if he wants to say a specific thing, if he wants to go somewhere to minister to somebody on a during a specific time, I want to be that vehicle that takes him to those places that does those things for him and even the vehicle that expresses those emotions for him. If he wants to shout and give a victory praise, I want to be the vehicle that will put the, my foot on the gas pedal to allow him to release a praise. I want to be the, the vehicle that if he wants to uh, move into a stillness and a quietness and, and just, a, a, just a quiet presence. I want to be able to be the vehicle that gives him room to do that. And to, in order to be that vehicle, I have to discern his emotions. But in order to discern the emotions of the Holy Spirit, I have to have a relationship where I walk closely with him, that I hear his voice, that I pick up on his moods, that his moods can become my moods. So if he's in a joyous mood and he wants to praise and he wants to give up thanks and he wants to give victory shouts, I have to discern his mood, discern his joy and release it for him because I am the body which he is expressing through. If he wants to go into to a, a godly sorrow, repentance on behalf of a city or a people or a nation, I want to be so close to him that I pick up on his grieving over sin and I allow him to express that through me, through my voice, through my tears, through my heart, through my fasting, through a sackcloth and ashes or whatever it may be. But this requires intimate relationship with him. In order to build up the presence of God in your life, where, he, where you build a holy habitation, you have to have that intimacy with the Holy Spirit where you walk close enough with him that you pick up on his emotions and his emotions begin to be expressed through your body, your, you being the vehicle. So it's very, it's very much an awareness process. It's knowing that he is a person, that he has feelings, he has a will, he has emotions. There are things that he wants to do. There are emotions he wants to express. There is voice that he wants given. There's words that he wants a voice given to. 
And as I become more and aware of his presence and I pull in closer in relationship with him, acknowledging him when he speaks, acknowledging his emotions, asking what I can do for him, asking what it is that he wants, learning about him and walking closely with him. I can begin to be the vehicle which he gets to ride in, which he gets to express through, which he gets to speak through. So I encourage you today, make room, make it a priority and build an atmosphere where it can become an environment for the presence of God to rest, where he can freely express himself. This is a, this is a step on the way to seeing the glory of God and experiencing the glory realms of God an atmosphere that is conducive for holy visitation from the Lord Most High. God blessings to you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with you soon.